Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Coming up on 5-Minute News. Russia increases shelling of residential areas and civilians. Vice President marks Bloody Sunday anniversary in Selma. And pandemic deaths near 6 million as COVID enters third year. It's Monday, March 7. I'm Anthony Davis. The Russian military intensified its shelling of Ukraine's center, north and south as a second attempt to evacuate besieged civilians collapsed, with the Ukrainian leader urging his people to take to the streets to fight. Russian President Vladimir Putin shifted blame for the invasion, saying Moscow's attacks could be halted only if Kiev ceases hostilities. The attacks dashed hopes that more people could escape the fighting in Ukraine, where Russia's plan to quickly overrun the country has been stymied by fierce resistance. Russia has made significant advances in southern Ukraine and along the coast, but many of its efforts have become stalled, including an immense military convoy that has been motionless for days north of Kiev. Food, water, medicine and almost all other supplies were in desperately short supply in the southern port city of Maripol, where Russian and Ukrainian forces had agreed to an 11-hour ceasefire that would allow civilians and the wounded to be evacuated. But continued Russian attacks quickly closed the humanitarian corridor. There can be no green corridors because only the sick brain of the Russians decides when to start shooting and at whom, the Ukrainian Interior Ministry advisor said on Telegram. A third round of talks between Russian and Ukrainian leaders is planned for today. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky rallied his people to remain defiant, especially in those in cities occupied by Russians. Zelensky also asked the United States and NATO countries to send more warplanes to Ukraine, though that idea is complicated by logistical questions about how to provide aircraft to Ukrainian pilots. The war, now in its 13th day, has caused 1.5 million people to flee the country. The head of the UN Refugee Agency called the exodus the fastest-growing refugee crisis in Europe since World War II. U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris visited Selma, Alabama on Sunday to commemorate a defining moment in the fight for equal voting rights, even as congressional efforts continue to restore the landmark 1965 Voting Rights Act. Harris linked arms with rank-and-file activists from the civil rights movement and led thousands across the bridge, where on March 7, 1965, white state troopers attacked black voting rights marchers attempting to cross. The images of violence at the Edmund Pettus Bridge, originally named for a Confederate general, shocked the nation and helped galvanize support for passage of the Voting Rights Act. Harris called the site hallowed ground where people fought for the most fundamental right of American citizenship, 
the right to vote. The nation's first female vice president, as well as the first African-American and Indian-American in the role, spoke of marches whose peaceful protest was met with crushing violence. President Joe Biden on Sunday renewed his call for the passage of voting legislation, saying the groundbreaking 1965 Voting Rights Act has been weakened not by brute force, but by insidious court decisions. In Selma, the blood of John Lewis and so many other courageous Americans sanctified a noble struggle. We are determined to honor that legacy by passing legislation to protect the right to vote and uphold the integrity of our elections, Biden said in a statement. Democrats have been unsuccessfully trying to update the landmark law and pass additional measures to make it easier for people to vote, but Republicans have blocked all bills. The official global death toll from COVID-19 is on the verge of eclipsing 6 million, underscoring that the pandemic, now entering its third year, is far from over. The milestone is the latest tragic reminder of the unrelenting nature of the pandemic, even as people are shedding masks, travel is resuming and businesses are reopening around the globe. The death toll, compiled by Johns Hopkins University, stood at 5,997,994 as of yesterday. Remote Pacific Islands, whose isolation had protected them for more than two years, are just now grappling with their first outbreaks and deaths, fueled by the highly contagious Omicron variant. Hong Kong, which is seeing death soar, is testing its entire population of 7.5 million three times this month as it clings to mainland China's zero-Covid strategy. As death rates remain high in Poland, Hungary, Romania and other Eastern European countries, the region has seen more than 1.5 million refugees arrive from war-torn Ukraine, a country with poor vaccination coverage and high rates of cases and deaths. And despite its wealth and vaccine availability, the United States is nearing a million reported deaths on its own. Now at 6 million, the number is more than the populations of Berlin and Brussels combined, or the entire state of Maryland. But despite the enormity of the figure, the world undoubtedly hit its 6 millionth death some time ago. Poor record-keeping and testing in many parts of the world has led to an undercounting coronavirus deaths, in addition to excess deaths related to the pandemic but not from actual COVID-19. An analysis of excess deaths by a team at The Economist estimates that the number of COVID-19 deaths is in actuality between 14 and 23.5 million people. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.